We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Minnesota Vikings appear to have righted the ship a bit, beating Seattle at U.S. Bank Stadium. Now Cleveland comes to town uh, tomorrow. And if you looked at that schedule on paper up front, and said, hey, after the first four, the Vikings will be 2-2, two and two. you would probably take that. Now, granted, they opened on the road at Cincinnati, then they had tough test in Arizona, two winnable games, of course, that they didn't win, and then they took down Seattle Kirk Cousins with a terrific performance last Sunday in the home opener. But if they're able to beat Cleveland tomorrow, 2-2 two and two in the first four, that is acceptable, and certainly keeps them in the mix in the NFC North. And to do... Uh, Uh, A little bit deeper dive on that topic is Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. And, Matthew, always good to visit with you. I enjoy your work. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You beat Cleveland tomorrow, and all of a sudden you're 2-2. and And with a look at the early schedule, I I think most Viking fans, while not thrilled with 2-2, and would accept 2-2. and Yeah, I think that's right. Um, You know, I think what I would say more than anything, if they were to beat Cleveland, is that those first two games were fluky because that's kind of what they're resting on, right? When they lose one game because of a a fumble that maybe was or wasn't a fumble, and then the next game is a kicker uh, missing at the end, then you could sort of say, hey, we're better than what our record says, which, you know, Bill Parcells' classic uh, you are what your record is kind of thing goes out the window when you have those close games and you feel like, oh, it's a longer season now with 17 games. They let seven teams in the playoffs. We've got plenty of time to bounce back. And so if you were to get wins against better opponents in, in week three and four, go to two and two, and also against a team that's really good in Cleveland that has one of the most stacked rosters in the NFL, has the coach of the year from last year, a guy that everyone in Minnesota knows how impressive Kevin Stefanski is uh, an up-and-coming quarterback, a team with hype in Cleveland that just sacked the Bears nine times last week and and should be coming in here as a very confident team. I I think it's one of those sort of slingshot wins that, uh, you know, if you get there's a boost of confidence and you go into the next section of games feeling like, yeah, that's who we really are, not the team from week one that jumped off sides a bunch of times uh, and got behind and then couldn't come back and win, but rather the team – that is uh, very difficult to beat at home, a team that you know has a, a really explosive offense that we've seen um, you know over the last couple of weeks. So I think that there's yeah, there's definitely more to it than just a regular W here. There are some wins in a season that mean more to the way the rest of the season is going to go, and that could be this one. But then the other side of the coin is not great. One in three, there's no talking yourself into 
well, this, that, and the other thing at one and three, that means the pressure gets ramped right back up again. Yeah, so huge game tomorrow goes without saying with Cleveland in town, and you brought up that roster, you brought up the coaching staff, but let's talk about the Vikes and, and focus on Kirk Cousins. Universal praise for Kirk Cousins, particularly coming out of that win over Seattle. Yeah, and very much deserved. I mean, that was as good as he's played as a Minnesota Viking. And you know, you go back to Arizona as well, where he put on a very good performance. And in both of those games, he was aided by a good offensive line play, which there's not too many times that I could have told you on a Saturday last week they played great on the offensive line you know, over the, the last few years. And, you know, so there's reasons to think that Kirk Cousins can continue this. Uh, they've had – K.J. Osborne emerges a number three wide receiver. Clint Kubiak, I think, has modernized their offense a little beyond what it was under Gary Kubiak last year. That was a big question coming into the season, how he would adapt as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator, and he's done a terrific job, especially helping Kirk Cousins avoid pressure. I mean, last week, um, Cousins was one of the fastest quarterbacks at getting the ball into his hands and out of his hands, which has not always been the case since he's been a Minnesota Viking. So um, now he goes up against a defensive line that is extremely, extremely good in Cleveland. And that's sort of been Kirk Cousins' kryptonite, right? When the other team can uh, create pressure against him, when he feels anxious in the pocket. You know, earlier this week, Dalvin Cook said, when uh, Kirk Cousins has a clean pocket, he's the best quarterback in the game. And it's not actually statistically a crazy thing to say. He really is truly one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's kept clean. But when he's pressured, he's not. And so that will be something uh, that I think is a really good um, way to test uh, if there's something different here with Cousins that can be sustained through the rest of the season, or if it's kind of the same deal as what we've seen from Cousins in the past. One other point, home field advantage. Is that been a factor in this start? I get the sense it is that maybe fans being back at U.S. Bank Stadium really helped carry this group to a must-win over Seattle. Yeah, so that's a really interesting question, and it was something that I looked into for an article last week, uh, and I, I interviewed um, an odds maker about this, uh, and there, we have not really seen across the NFL a huge home field advantage this year. I think that actually teams are 24-24, and 24, um, you know, the home team or away team winning, but wow. U.S. Bank Stadium... It, U.S. Bank Stadium is just different, though, and uh, even Vegas tends to give a little extra boost for U.S. Bank Stadiums. At the same time, though, I mean, Russell Wilson came out in the first half, and they put up 17 points, and they were rolling, and it was really the Vikings' offense, uh, which doesn't get you know much home field advantage outside of it being quiet, but the offense uh, kept the, the Seattle uh, offense off the field. I mean, the Vikings had the ball for almost the entire second half of the game. And uh, so how much it helps, I'm not sure. This will be Baker Mayfield's first time here, but he's also played really well, like at Kansas City and other places that are loud environments. Um, but, I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt would be the way that I'd put it. And I think there's a little extra intimidation factor that goes into U.S. Bank Stadium than a lot of stadiums around the league. Uh, Everett and Griffin, that, that's another pretty good uh, story uh, developing for the Minnesota Vikings early this season. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, and, you know, coming off of a very scary incident where he was in a car accident and had to miss the game in Arizona and then to come back and get a sack and look good. I mean, I think he's kind of a, 
a swing guy to this defense, too, because uh, even though they buckled down when they needed to in the second half, overall the Vikings defense has not been all that great. And it's been, it's been especially suspect um, in the you know run-stopping game. Uh, and DJ Wanham, who I think they wanted to step up, we haven't seen a whole lot from. And it wouldn't surprise me if now we kind of go into – um, Everson Griffin mode where he's playing all the time and you know last week he certainly looked like he had that burst that he's always had that sort of violent jump that uh, you know tackles don't know how to deal with so I, I think we'll see actually more of him I think he had something like 34 snaps last week we might see him get you know 40-50 this week in a game that carries huge importance. All right, let's let's get an update on the special teams there's been a lot of attention on Greg Joseph in the kicking game, and some big opportunities missed. But beyond that, there has been improvement. We talked before the season, after that game in Kansas City, and, you know, what does it matter? It's a preseason. But there had to be improvement. Beyond the miss that everyone still feels the sting from that miss, (laughs) there has been improvement in the special teams. And I would assume statistically it bears it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, the kicking has definitely been better so far. Now, I would also say that, you know, Dan Bailey started out last season okay, and then the wheels came off later. So you never really do know with Vikings kickers when it's going to happen. But Greg Joseph is a really interesting guy to talk to because uh, I think all kickers try to be even keeled, but he takes even keeled to a completely different level. And, uh, you know, I think that what he showed last week is, I mean, all kickers are going to miss kicks. Sometimes it's at inopportune times that cost you a game. Um, If he missed a 38-yarder in the first quarter, we probably would have forgot about it, right? But at the end of the game, we all notice a lot more. Uh, But I I think that he's shown that he could be a very good kicker, and he's even made some other pressure kicks uh, from beyond 50 before. Uh, I think the the one area where the special teams remains underwhelming is the return game. That I mean, Cordero Patterson and Marco Sherrills, these guys have not been. Um, You know, D.D. Westbrook is averaging five yards a return, which is 26th in the league. Um, You know, we haven't basically seen any kick returns because they just don't take them out very often uh, anymore, and and most of the time it's kicked through the back of the end zone. So that's sort of been non-existent. But I do think they made a great move in picking up Jordan Berry as opposed to sticking with Britton Colquitt at punter. Uh, his punt at the end of the game last week was incredible, and he's had some other punts that have gone you know, 55, 60 yards that have really sort of swung the field position. So I think it's been a massive improvement, but they still need to add something in, in the return game to give them a little extra boost. Matthew Collar joining us, Purple Insider. You find it online. We'll have more on that before we say goodbye. But, uh, Matthew, the Kevin Stefanski factor, very familiar with what, uh, in general, the Vikings are trying to do. Um, How much of a factor is that tomorrow? I think it's a pretty big factor. I mean, of course you're going to hear, you know, the Vikings say, oh, no, no, it's no big deal. We know him. He knows us and that sort of thing. But it's not exactly an even matchup when it comes to that because, I mean, the NFL in 2021, offense is going to drive the success. And I think that Kevin Stefanski, knowing how Mike Zimmer operates, knowing how his defense operates, what great offensive minds can do is sort of manipulate the rules that the defense has. And Kevin Stefanski is as good as it comes when uh, you talk about using like misdirections and play actions and motions and all those things that creative offenses use. And that'll be something to watch for. But then there is the sort of like how, how much different do you want to be if you're Kevin Stefanski 
from the offense that you had here. So, you know, I think the scariest factor uh, is probably the fact that Odell Beckham is back and he's healthy and their running backs are really good and their offensive line is really good. You know, it's Stefanski certainly matters in this, and I have a great deal of respect for him, and I think any player or coach that you talk to feels the exact same way, that he's earned it. A guy who was here for 14 years and grinded his way all the way to getting a head coaching job in Cleveland, um, and, he's, and he's one of the good offensive minds in the league. But more than anything, it's like their roster is really good. I mean, they drafted high for a long time. They had cap space to spend, and, and they you know, went out and, and signed free agent players and made the trade for Beckham and everything, and uh, they've built up a, a really good team. So I think if the Vikings defense is going to show that it's good, uh, now would be a good time to start. Yeah, and when we were getting ready to go on the air, Matthew, the Vikings have elevated guard Dakota Dozier and cornerback Perry Nickerson to the active roster from the practice squad. Don't know if that's going to be a factor, but nevertheless, a little news uh, from the Vikings ahead of the game tomorrow. By the way, Cleveland favored by two. Uh, the over-under that I saw a moment ago, uh, if, if you're into that sort of thing, sits at 51 and a half. Uh, so so that's uh, the status on the game. By the way, how do people get involved in Purple Insider? I'm a subscriber. How do people do it? Yeah, if you go to uh, purpleinsider.substack.com, you can get the newsletter in your uh, email inbox every day, including a couple articles we've got coming out tomorrow. And the Purple Insider podcast, just type in Purple Insider wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matthew, uh, always good to visit with you and, and Sam and the crew at Purple Insider. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, there he is, Matthew Collar, ahead of tomorrow's Vikings-Browns game. And uh, high noon, uh, a big one. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.